You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Surprise, surprise, the Texans worked out a quarterback Thursday that had everybody wondering why. We'll try to guess what they're up to with that. We're also going to hear from new Texans tackle Chantrell Henderson. And we have a special birthday in today's show. Well, what's that all about? Well, you're going to find out. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Robert Land, with the Houston Sports Talk podcast alongside Brian Patterson from House of Houston. Welcome to Locked On Texans your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews. We're part of the FanRag Sports Network, if you're just joining us for the first time. And hey, it's a special day on the Texans calendar. Happy birthday number 99. J.J. Watt turns 29 on Thursday. What do you have to say on your birthday, J.J.? I just want to say thank you so much to everybody for all the birthday wishes. Uh, truly felt love today, and I appreciate it so much. My girlfriend, my family, my teammates, and all the unbelievable fans out there. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it so much. You made today special for me, and my goal is to make the rest of this year special for you. I can't wait to get back on the field this year. It's going to be so much fun. Working very hard, working right now to do it. Uh, don't mind the boxes in the background. I got a vacuum cleaner back there. Garage life, you know how it goes. It's a basketball, so... Once they clear me to do that, I'm going to pick that back up. A couple dunks, a couple fouls, hit the bench for the rest of the game. But uh, thank you guys so much. Keep spreading that positivity. Keep spreading the love. I appreciate it. I feel it. And everybody around you feels it too. So thank you. And uh, time for me to go eat some birthday cake. What? Birthday cake? That doesn't sound like something that should be in JJ's diet, Brian. What is that all about? <laughs> oh, hey, it's okay to, you know, with – with the calories, you don't need to worry about because he is, you know, just in great shape. I think he's over 300 pounds and, you know, it's it's, it's all muscle. So, you know, you, you can go on and enjoy it and, and have a good day with your cake. Wow. He was taping this while he was working out in the garage. So, wow. I, you know, he, he picked a good time to do it. I guess he was just trying to show people that, you know, he is working out and that he is trying to make his earnest to get back on the field and, you know, earn the six-year, $100 million deal that he signed. But you think about, you know, he's 29. He is a year older. You know, he he will be 30 next year. You know, you, you think about that, and you want to have a team around him that's going to be able to get to the promised land, to get to a Super Bowl, to get to at least an AFC championship game while he's still, you know, usable at this point that he can play. Um, you know, the jury's out on whether or not he's still in his prime uh, certainly that's something that we're going to examine whenever he gets out on the field in 2018, but, uh, happy birthday, JJ. Uh, you know, thanks for letting us know that you appreciate the well wishes. And, uh, obviously you are still working out and making sure that you're, you're ready. Yeah, I guess it could be a cheat day, you know, his birthday, March 22nd. That's a cheat day for, for birthday cake, you know, you lay off the, the protein shakes and all that kind of stuff. Did you hear him say something about playing basketball? I don't know if me or Bill O'Brien approve of that. You know, I don't want basketball as part of his recovery regimen. <laughs> yeah, those. Yeah, because you're twisting and turning and you're you're pivoting, and that's a lot on those knees. And but again, with the injury that he had, you know that his ACLs were one of the strongest. So you know he he may be just fine uh, doing that. I would prefer him not to. I prefer him to take it easy, especially uh, you know with the position. 
uh, that he has. But I want to ask you this, Rob. Did he kind of milk it a little with the, the out of breath and the... I just kind of had that feeling, you know, just listening to the clip and, and watching it myself. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a damn good actor. I mean, he, he sold it. I, I, I bought it. Yeah. I mean, well, JJ, he's been known for milk it a little bit. And, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, I mean, do we expect anything less though of JJ? He, he's going to be working out. And, and one thing I was thinking is like, what, what do you get the guy that has everything? Do you open a GoFundMe account in his name to raise money for world peace or stopping famine around the world do i get them tackle dummies that look like zach brown band concert goers how about a houston dash camo hat for when he goes to see kalia play this year what do i do <laughs> i think all of those are, are, are great options i mean you know you, you talk to a guy that has just about everything he wants you know with you know this particular uh, contract that he signed everything and... he wants everything i want everything you want i mean it's it, <laughs> it's nice to be jj watt you know i mean it's it, he, he he works for it, but it's still nice to be J.J. Watt. Hey, Brian, what other new Texas news is out there? Uh, it was kind of a slow day for the most part. We, we thought nothing much was going to happen, but, you know, there was a couple of minor cuts. Uh, late on Wednesday, Chucky Clements, the defensive tackle wide receiver, Kobe ha- Hamilton were released. No biggie there, but the most fascinating story on the Texans Thursday was a little something you might have seen in an Ian Rappaport tweet early in the day. They were working out Louisville quarterback Lamar Jackson. When you saw that news, Brian, what did you think? First thing I thought was, how the heck are we going to get him? I mean, he's he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in this draft, and we have three third-round picks. We don't have anything higher. Everybody else, you know, the Browns have most of our, our earlier picks uh, this season. So, I mean, it, it's great that Lamar accepted the invitation. I don't know who invited who. I don't know if Lamar said, let me come work out for you. More than likely, the Texans said, you know, hey, can you come work out with us? You know, we're thinking about drafting you. Or he may have made himself available to teams uh, to work out for. But in, as far as getting him, I, I just don't see how we're going to be able to do it. Let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. But uh, where where would you have him in the draft? Like, where do you think he's going to go? Is he because I see I've seen some mocks and he's they got him late first round. Uh, some of them don't have him in the first round. Where where do you think he's going to go in the draft? He's going to go late in the first round. There's he's a quarterback and he he suits many different themes across the the league. You know because we're trying to you know teams are trying to do the same thing we are. They're trying to get faster. They're trying to get stronger. They're trying to get better. And he would suit that. And I would think that um you know, that, that that he would fall right in that range. Well, let me give you a scenario. What if he slips maybe into the second round? Because you know I I asked our locked on Texans Twitter followers. I said would would you give up next year's two second round picks to move into the top of the second round so you could have basically Deshaun insurance. Sixty five percent of our followers said. No, they wouldn't. I don't know, Brian. Would you be tempted to do that? Before you answer, let's just compare Lamar to Deshaun, just for argument's sake and what they did in their senior season. Deshaun throws 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, and completes 67% of his passes. In Lamar's senior season, 27 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 59% of his passes. So, obviously, not anywhere near as accurate as Deshaun was. But Clemson, a better team. Maybe it's better coached. Maybe he's got better players around him. So you got to factor all that in. Deshaun rushed for nine TDs. Lamar rushed for 18 touchdowns, twice as many in his senior year. Maybe two second-round picks next year is too much to give for a backup. But he's a guy, Brian, who could still have 
an impact on the field. You could get creative with them as a pass catcher, somebody you could try to use and get out an open space with his like explosive running ability. So it's not just he's a backup quarterback. You could kind of use him as like a, another weapon. I was thinking about that too, and um, I already have a piece up on that on HouseHouston.com, so feel free to to check it out. That you know, I could I could really see Bill O'Brien if we somehow found a way to get him, where we could do the old switcheroo between he and Watson. You know, have him run out there, and you know, of course, read option is is definitely something that he can run effectively. But uh, just with trick plays, I, I would love to see us get queued out there sometimes against teams, especially teams with not dominant defenses. We could really uh, run up the score on them, especially if we were to have him here as a weapon. But here's what I would do if Deshaun, or I'm sorry, if Lamar uh, Jackson fell into the second round. I, I would definitely give up two of those three third round picks to trade up to get him. And uh, what the Bills have two of them. They have 53 and 56. That's still pretty far down. I, I'm i not sure if it's legal because we had a high second-round pick, but now the Browns own that. So you, you really have to figure out who's going to be a good trade partner there. The Browns obviously would be, would be perfect, but I honestly don't think it's legal to trade back picks that you've traded to another team. So... I, I think that once you've, you've, you've dealt it, it's, it's, it's gone, if I'm not mistaken. So you're saying if, if, it's like a, if he gets to the late second round, because two third rounders aren't going to get you to the top of the second round. I wouldn't think, anyway. You would probably have to package a 2019 pick. We do own, of course, the first rounder. The second rounder, uh, one of those, I believe we have two in 2019. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what I said to the fans out there, because we do have two second round picks. I, in that poll question, I said, would you give up those two second round picks next year? Because if you're, if you're a Texans fans, you're thinking this might be the year to do something. You, you could be able to, you might be able to make a splash. So why not have Lamar Jackson? You're not, you wouldn't be giving up anything for this year. You would still have three third round picks. You could address tackle. You might address another cornerback. You might address tight end. There's a number of different things that, we know the Texans could use in that third round. And the thing is with the Texans, they have to start thinking about this, Brian. You've got Deshaun Watson and and you've got a four-year window where you've got him on the cheap. You can go out and spend money on other guys. You can spend collateral. You want to do everything you can to win while you've got Deshaun Watson on a cheap contract. In the NFL, the windows are very, very small a lot of times. And this looks like a great window for the Texans because J.J. Watt, we don't know how much longer he's going to play. We've got the health issues with him. You know, you got JJ and Kareem on the back end of their careers. So if you're, you got DeAndre Hopkins in his prime. So that's something you have to think about. Like you got to hit this window and, and maybe it's worth going all in in this year's draft and, and set yourself up for the next two or three years. In terms of backup quarterback, but there's just so many other needs we need to address. But again, the quarterback position is is premium. I mean, you can never uh, be accused of not wanting to find the next best thing. And of course, he, he could be. Um, it would just be great to have that depth in that regard. I mean, we only have one other quarterback that's under um, the contract. That's Taylor Heineke, and he is definitely not the answer. I mean, his first completion was you know, after that uh, he got his concussion. So there's there's his career there. But I would honestly think that Lamar Jackson would be a formidable backup to uh, Deshaun. But I, I just don't see how this is going to be able to happen. Uh, Brian Gaines is going to really have to work some magic. Yeah, just some food for thought. We just want to throw that out there because we know, you know, people were wondering about that on Twitter today. What's going on? Is that a possibility? So just something to think about. I'm going to play 
Chantrell Henderson's press conference from last week. Some highlights from that in just a bit. But first, just want to remind the new listeners out there, if you're enjoying Locked On Texans, or if you're an old listener, uh, do us a favor. Tell your friends. Let them know they can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, among many other ways for you to put us on your phone and help you through the long Texans offseason. And, hey, if you're a fan of the show, record a message for us. Maybe using the voice memo on your phone, for instance. Email the voice memo to LockedOnTexans at Mail.com, and we're going to use that on the show. Now let's hear from new Texans right tackle Sean Trell Henderson. We didn't get a chance to hear what he had to say at the press conference last week, and if you don't know his story, it's an incredible one. In 2015, he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. He first noticed it when he felt sharp pains that felt like stab wounds to his gut. Uh, Before the surgery, doctors told him he'd have what's called an ileostomy or ileostomy. I'm not sure I'm getting that right, but it's it's a bag basically strapped around his stomach for the rest of his life. He was in the hospital for three weeks, had to return to the hospital three separate times for bleeding and Crohn's disease. For those who don't know, it's an inflammatory bowel disease that can affect any part of the GI tract. So Chantrell was asked how he's doing right now after going through this major ordeal over the last couple of years. I haven't had any complications with the Crohn's since um, two years ago when I got the surgery and when uh, I got reconnected. So I've been fine ever since. You've been uh, punished before by the NFL. How much have you dealt with that and do you feel like that's all in your past? I mean, all of it's in my past, man. I dealt with a lot. Um, Went through a lot with it. Um, I really don't even like to think about it anymore. You know, I like um, the space that I'm in now and the situation that I have here. And I'm just ready to move forward and, you know, get ready to meet everybody and, you know, start winning down here. What made you decide that you wanted to come to Houston? Um, I mean, Houston's always had a, a great team. Um, I mean, the, the city alone, too, is, you know, it's Houston. I've only been down here a few times, but I have family that lives down here also, so... Um, but as far as the organization, you know, it really speaks for itself. Last year was really kind of just a, a off year. Like, nobody really seen that coming, but things happen. That's how the game goes. What did you think about the chance to block for Deshaun? Uh, it's going to be great. He's a prolific quarterback, you know, already. And, you know, I know he's going to come back. He's going to bounce back. And, you know, it's going to make my job easier. And I think everybody else on the line also. You touched on this a bit with everything that you've been through. Uh, what does it mean to you simply to have an opportunity to be healthy and to play football? It means the world to me, honestly. I didn't think I would even be here two years ago, and now I'm standing here with you guys. So I'm just happy to be here and excited to you know, keep moving forward and get this thing rolling. Did you think your career was over two years ago? I did. Um, I was told I was going to have to have that bag on me for the rest of my life, and I knew I wouldn't be able to play with that. So. You know, after I started healing up and I started, you know, getting out of that, that down moment and, you know, spirits started getting lifted a little bit more. And I looked up and I had my second surgery and I was back to training again. Being told that you would never play again and thinking that would be the case and going through some of these suspensions, how's that changed your outlook on your future as an NFL player and what you want to bring to this team? It changes it a lot, man. I mean, like I said, I'm still here. You know, I'm ready to come down here and grind and, you know, get to know all, all my new fellow colleagues and, and things like that. I'm just excited for the whole opportunity and situation. What or who got you through that low point in your life when you thought you weren't going to be able to go back to the NFL? My mom was there for me and also my dad, my grandmother, and my great aunt. You know, they were all there helping take care of me, whatever I needed. You know, I wasn't um, 
that healthy when I first got out of the hospital or whatever. So it was pretty much most of my family that was there for me, helping me through, through every step when I needed them the most. So, Is there something that stood out to you when you realized, like, wow, I actually could play again? I think, like, my one of my last appointments before I went and got my bowels reconnected, when they told me that I wouldn't have to have the back anymore, that's when I was like, okay, I got a chance, I got a shot. And how hard was it to come back from not playing football for a little bit and going through all those surgeries, how hard is it to come back to be back in even NFL playing shape? Only thing with me, it was like reverse because I actually lost weight and didn't have to lose weight. So I was down like 47 pounds or something like that. And I was, I just had to eat and keep my diet and train and train and trade. But, you know, I did it. I got through it. So I'm happy to be here. That was Chantrell Henderson on his fight against Crohn's disease. And Brian, this story hits me a little harder. It's a little close to home for me because I've dealt with chronic immune, con- chronic immune condition for nearly 19 years. And recently I've been dealing with some GI issues of my own. If Chantrell can turn all of this into something after everything that he's been through, it'd just be a hell of a story. I mean, it's a, a wonderful story for him, a great comeback. And, and that's something I think we can all follow going into this next year. Yeah. Yeah. I know it does hit home for you and uh, yeah, just wish you the best, you know, definitely through your uh, recovery as well as uh, Chantrell's. Um, but, but this is a disease Crohn's uh, it, it, there is no cure for it. They, they cannot figure out how to, to get this cure, but it looks like they've got it under control, but you wonder, you know, in long term, how is this going to uh, affect him? Um, you know, from my understanding, it, it's not necessarily something that's done because of, you know, maybe stress or diet. It could be hereditary. So this is something he had, had no control over, but is just now dealing with it. Now, the Texans, you know, signed him to a one-year deal because you know, they didn't want to commit, of course, to long-term to him because of his lingering health issues, to which he agreed to. And um, again, I wish him the very best. I still, because I, I, I just have a feeling he is going to win that job, that he's going to be our starting left tackle uh, come 2018, week one. But uh, that's how I feel about uh, the whole situation. I just wonder about his long-term health, but I wish him the very best. Yeah, I think he's going to be the right tackle. I'm still convinced on the right tackle deal. Uh, that that <laughs> seems like where, where it's going to go. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe they're going to surprise me, but uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's where he's going to be more comfortable. And so they're going to want to you know, just keep him there because – uh, you know, he's trying to get himself back going again and with, with all the everything he's gone through and in the last couple of years. But, you know, like we said, our friend over at Locked On Bills, he talked about it and uh, the Locked On Network and told us that, hey, this guy showed a world of talent. It's just getting over all of the medical conditions that he's had. Uh, of course, you heard Aaron Wilson earlier in that uh, in that press conference talk about, you know, those two marijuana suspensions. He feels like that's behind him. Hopefully it is, but you know it, that third one's a big one. So he's he's got to stay clean, pretty much from everything. So that's another thing to think about. But uh, Brian, I want to check the housing market uh, to buy an old Texan coach's house. But before we get to that, and you're gonna find out what that's all about, and we'll talk a little bit of Texans trivia. Just a quick reminder to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, email us at lockedontexans at mail dot com. If you forget any of that. You'll notice we conveniently have all of that info in the show description of each podcast. Remember, you got a thought on what's going on with Lamar Jackson. Anything that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, what's going on in free agency, let us know. We'll talk about it. We'll mention your name 
on the show. And don't forget to save our website, LockedOnTextons.com. Put in that, put in your favorites tabs and take a few seconds to rate us on iTunes. We'd appreciate it because it really helps people find our show. Hey, Brian, if you're looking for a four-bedroom house in Bel Air, I see that Mike Vrabel's old place is up for sale. It's uh, over 1,500 square feet. I don't know if that's what you're in for right now, but uh, it features a wine room, formal dining room, and a chef's kitchen on the second floor. Brian, you're going to love this. We've got a game room, a media room. Outside, there's a loggia, whatever that is, a kitchen, a heated pool. You ready to talk to the realtor? <laughs> well, you know, that's a little bit more home than what I need. You know, I <laughs> I only just need probably half of that space uh, with, with all my needs at this time. I have no kids uh, at this time. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's just not going to be needed. But it would be nice. It would be a, a, a definitely a luxury, but something I would need. But uh, wow, in Bel Air, you know, and, and you know, those houses, the way they built them, especially back then, you know, I, I believe a lot of that development was back in the 1950s through the 60s. And uh, those are really old homes, but it, it's an area that has really held its value uh, over the years. And yeah, yeah, it, it would be very interesting. And I wonder how much it's going for with the housing market. I would imagine it's probably about maybe two million, maybe a little under that. Yeah, that's the you. You pretty much nailed it. I think that's what the the, the sale price was on there. And I, I, I just, my stuff. <laughs> I, I just figured you would like think, oh, this would be perfect for. for I could we could offer you know maybe JJ Watt didn't want to drive all the way back to Pearland one day or Whitney Merciless. You could all you would have that. You'd still have some extra bedrooms there for me. A nice setup. The whole the whole the media room. They could they could watch game game film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would work. And it, it, I, I just don't know uh, if, if any Texans are interested in it. I mean, it's it's pretty close to, you know, the facility, of course, proximity of Bel Air to where NRG Stadium is located. You know, it's right around the corner. But I think I think JJ's uh, really happy in Paraland. Um, you know, he has invested in that house at a small price. And I think just him being in that neighborhood um, is is something that uh, has increased the values of all the properties around there. I mean, he had to build a fence just to keep people uh, out of coming to the neighborhood, coming up to his door every day. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's incredible. But, uh, yeah, best of wishes to uh, Mike Vrabel, uh, not when we're playing each other. And uh, but that that's about as far as I go there. You're not going to give it. OK, you're not. Gi- I see you're not giving him the two million dollars for that. Well, I'll, I'll move on since uh I couldn't sell you on the house. I got other things to spend on. (laughs) Time for a little Texans trivia, and it's got to be about the birthday boy, Justin James Watt. All right, Brian, here it is. Everybody might remember that Watt was lightly recruited out of high school and ended up going to Central Michigan for a year before he walked on to Wisconsin. So the question is, why was J.J. Watt so lightly recruited coming out of high school? And I'm going to make this... Easy so everybody can play along at home. We're going we're gonna to do multiple choice for this one for you, Brian. A, he was dealing with a difficult knee injury during his senior year, which affected his play. B, he wasn't the physical specimen we know now. He grew a couple of inches and added 50 pounds once he got to college. C, he had a case of mono that slowed him down his senior year. Or D, he mostly played tight end in high school, and wasn't as dominant at that position as he'd later become on defense. Going back into his history, just with all the options that you presented, I, I just think it has to do with a, a strength and conditioning issue, uh, but, and that would be B. 
I, I would think it would be B. That's the main reason. I think he would be a great tight end, but I, I can't remember if he did play tight end in high school, which I'm probably sure he did with his versatility. Yeah, I kind of I wanted to throw you a little bit with the tight end thing because remember he played tight end at Central Michigan. So he 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 had yeah. been a tight end. But the answer is he had a case of mono. <laughs> he had the kissing disease. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he's cured from that now, especially with uh, his beautiful girlfriend who uh, you know, plays for the Dash. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, that's that's what kept him out of there. I mean, and the Texas took a chance on him. And, you know, the debates out on who actually was the guy who made the call on J.J., whether it was Rick or or whether it was Wade Phillips. Uh, lo and behold, he's here. And that's that's the main thing. But, wow, I, I did not know that. What an interesting fact. All right. This one's an easier one. I'll give you a, an easier one that I was reading about him today. And I, I think you're going to get this one from age four to age 13. J.J. played another sport. He was pretty competitive in it. In fact, so much so that he took trips for teams to Canada and Germany. What sport was he doing? Hockey. There you go. That's it. Of course, it's Wisconsin. I said Canada. <laughs> That's why it was easy. I thought about doing that, but I'm like, ah, Canada is a giveaway. And you'll, you'll... Yeah, you, you gave it away right there. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking basketball when you, when you were leading me in. But uh, but once you said Canada and Germany, I'm like, yeah. And I, I remember reading about that he he was an avid hockey player too. So I, I would have that would have been one of my guesses too. But yeah, yeah, that's that's the deal there. <laughs> so happy birthday, JJ Watt. We're gonna close this one out. And uh, Brian's hey, remember he's got everything covered over on House of Houston. Go check out that piece that he wrote about Lamar Jackson. It's a fan side affiliate. He and his staff, they've got stories over on houseofhouston.com. Don't forget to subscribe to my Houston Sports Talk podcast to hear me and my co-host RG Seal debate everything that's going on in the Houston area. Rockets, Astros, all sorts of good stuff over there. Might be a couple days before you hear from us again, the usual, but we're going to be back, looks like, uh, Sunday night uh, for our next show. Unless something major happens, and you never know. It's There's still some free agents out there. You never know what might happen, but until then, as always, thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know-